Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Easy Cater, committed to helping companies solve food. From employee meal plans to on-site staffing to concierge ordering support. With corporate accounts, nationwide restaurant coverage, and payment by invoice. EasyCater.com. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, Shortwavers. Regina Barber here with Emily Kwong and Elsa Chang. Elsa, of course, is on your radio weekday afternoons hosting All Things Considered. And today she's helping us wrap up the week with our science news roundup. And we appreciate it a lot because we've picked out three biomedical stories for you. First, the latest in RSV vaccines. Then, a new way to deliver the measles vaccine. And finally, an intervention to make a man walk again. The theme is cool things being done to the human body. Excellent summary. (laughs) Buckle up, Elsa. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is with Comcast Business. Keeping businesses of all kinds up and running with a network powered by 99.9% reliability. Plus, advanced security to help outsmart threats to your data. And 24-7 customer support to help anytime. With Comcast Business, reliable business internet isn't just possible, it's happening. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. This message comes from NPR sponsor, RSM. Change waits for no one. But when it happens, and it always does, be prepared to take charge with RSM's proven advisors who make it their business to fully understand yours. RSM brings human insights powered by technology so you can leverage the knowledge of future-focused minds who look beyond the ordinary. RSM. Experience the power of being understood. Take charge now at rsmus.com slash Spotify. Okay, Elsa, as usual, you're here to learn about three science stories in the news lately. Uh One about a new RSV vaccine, one about a new way to deliver the measles vaccine, and finally, some new tech to make a man walk again. That sounds like a biblical story. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's start with RSV. Okay. Tell us. Okay, so RSV... You know, for most people, it feels like the common cold, Elsa, but Uh it can make infants and older people really sick. Complications from RSV like pneumonia and bronchiolitis is the number one cause for hospitalizations in infants. And for adults 65 and older, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, estimate that RSV leads to tens of thousands of hospitalizations every year. And between 6,000 and 10,000 deaths. And those numbers are probably low. Helen Chu uh, is an associate professor of medicine at the University of Washington, and she says the burden of RSV is often invisible. There are certainly very frail populations out there who would really benefit from this vaccine. And even if they don't die after their hospitalization, they end up quite debilitated for long periods of time. Wow, I had no idea that RSV could be that serious for certain populations. Tell me more about this new vaccine. Yeah, so RSV researchers have been working for decades on a vaccine, and now there are two on the horizon for older adults. The first, made by GSK, got FDA approval last month, and the second, made by Pfizer, was approved this week. In clinical trials, both appear to significantly reduce RSV-associated lower respiratory tract disease in older adults. And this comes on the heels of an RSV vaccine for infants— That could get recommended for FDA approval, too. That could happen this summer. 
Right. And why have these RSV vaccines taken so long to develop if this has been around for a while, this this virus? This is such a good question. You know, it just took time to get the science right for the vaccine to be safe and effective. The big breakthrough came from a group of NIH scientists who mapped the hidden structure of surface proteins. That's what allows the virus to infect human cells. Over a decade ago, this team found a way to hack the virus, preventing those surface proteins from transforming in a way that makes them a lock and key fit for our cells. Here's lead researcher Barney Graham, who is now based at Morehouse School of Medicine. It's like the Transformer toys. If what you want is a car and what you have is a robot, Uh, you have to block the car. Okay, I love this transformer analogy. So let me make sure I get it. Mm -hmm. They need to catch this virus protein before it morphs into its most destructive phase and infects you. It is like a superhero stakes uh, situation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, Barney, by the way, he stands to earn capped royalties on the sale of the RSV vaccines using this design. Okay, so now that the FDA has approved these vaccines... When will they actually become available? This is the key question. So for the vaccine to be pushed to the marketplace, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, or ACIP, has to recommend it for older adults. They are meeting on June 21st through 23rd to make that decision. So there's a regulatory hurdle, but there's also an uptake hurdle. People might not know about the vaccine or not want to get it or not know where to get it. Vaccination just takes buy-in from family doctors and internists, and some healthcare providers may not think that RSV is a big deal for adults and not advise their patients to get vaccinated. And if the CDC's advisory committee doesn't recommend the RSV vaccine in a few weeks, insurance won't cover it, so people will have to pay out of pocket. Okay. Now for our second story, we're going to stay on the topic of vaccines. I want to get to this sticker vaccine. This Mm -hmm. is for the measles? Yeah. So this is a clinical trial for a new vaccine to protect against measles and rubella. Both are characterized by fevers and red rashes. Measles in particular can be really serious. In 2021, it killed more than 100,000 people worldwide, mostly kids under five. Yeah. So health correspondent Fran Kritz wrote about this vaccine for goats and soda, NPR's global health and development blog. Mm -hmm. And she said that the thing that has researchers excited isn't the vaccine itself. The vaccine has been around for decades. What researchers are excited about is the new way the vaccine is delivered, which has been in works for more than two decades. And let me guess, it's getting delivered by a sticker? Truly, a sticker. Yeah. (laughs) You just slap it on. Yeah, it's just a small, like, white adhesive patch about the size of a quarter. Wow. And within a few minutes of the patch being gently pressed onto the patient's wrist, the vaccine dose is delivered. So it doesn't hurt? It is practically pain-free. One of the researchers actually compared it to the feeling of Velcro on your skin. Cool. And it's hopefully a huge step towards wider vaccine accessibility since it's not a needle. And it's a better option for areas where there's few health facilities and clean water. Yeah, this this uptake question, which we heard about in the earlier story, it's a real issue with <laughs> vaccines. Um, the patch also doesn't need to be refrigerated which many vaccines usually do. So there's more accessibility there, too. And what about the effectiveness here? Like this patch that feels like Velcro, it's a sticker, Mm -hmm. it's not a shot. Is it as effective as a shot? Yeah, it is. It produced the same sort of immune response. Uh, Now, this was a small trial, just a couple hundred babies, toddlers, and some adults. So this still needs to be tested on a much larger scale and then get authorization from countries' regulatory agencies 
So it could be another five to seven years before we see it being used, but it's a promising first step. Yeah, it's a big deal. Fascinating. Okay, so last up, Regina, you have a story about an intervention that could help people with paralysis walk again. Am I clear on this? I mean, it sounds like it's made for a movie. Yes, I love movies. Yes, yes. <laughs> Over a decade ago, Gert-Jan Oskum was paralyzed from a cycling accident. And that injury interrupted the communication between his brain and spinal cord. And recently, researchers have reconnected them so he can walk again. Wow. Okay, so how does this technology work? Yeah, so first they need to figure out what his brain signals look like when he's thinking about walking. And they interpret that with something called a brain-computer interface. And that's not new technology. That's been around for a while to, like, move cursors on a screen, to control small robots by just thinking. And in this case, a brain implant decodes Gert-Jan's thoughts. Then those thoughts are sent wirelessly to a wearable processor that looks like a backpack. And it detects his intentions to move and translates these brain signals into electric pulses. These pulses are sent to another implant that stimulates his spinal cord, allowing him to actually make those movements. And all this happens in, like, just split seconds? Yes. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so you've mentioned parts of this have been done before. So what is actually new here? Yeah, so what's new here is how they combine these two known technologies of reading the brain's thoughts and using them to stimulate the spinal cord. That's according to Marco Capogrosso, a spinal cord injury researcher at the University of Pittsburgh. He's not associated with the study, but he is very impressed on how real this walking looks. The patient could even go up and down ramps, navigate obstacles, go upstairs, Um, And in the past, patients have only been able to kind of have these choppy steps, and it was hard for them to move on anything that wasn't flat ground. This is incredible. But wait, this so far has just been tested on this one individual, right? Like, so how might this technology be rolled out more widely? So same answer as the sticker vaccine. (laughs) Marco says probably about five to seven years. Um, More research has to be done to see who else this can help, like level of injury, make sure it's safe, and it's pretty expensive right now. So cool. Thanks again to Elsa Chang for stopping by. And as always, if you see a science headline you'd like us to explain in the roundup, tell us about it. Email us at shortwave at npr.org. This episode was produced by Burley McCoy and Kai McNamee. It was edited by our managing producer, Rebecca Ramirez and Christopher Intagliata. Britt Hansen checked the facts. Maggie Luthar was the audio engineer. Our senior director of programming is Beth Donovan, and our senior vice president of programming is Anya Gretman. I'm Emily Kwong. And I'm Regina Barber. Thanks for listening to Shortwave, the science podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. E-commerce logistics making you question why you started your business? Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob. At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. The NPR app cuts through the noise, bringing you local, national, and global coverage. No paywalls, no profits, no nonsense. Download it in your app store today.